0: Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us here in the room today, and thanks for joining us online this morning. We are in week five of a series that we have called Following the Way, and what we're wanting to talk about is we want the ways of God to permeate our lives and our thinkings and our actions and our words in every sense uh, so that we can be walking out the ways of Jesus. Are you glad to be in church this morning? So great to see you. Are you glad to be watching online this morning? give us an amen in the chat. All right, the scripture that we've looked at every week is found here in Judges chapter 21 is at the end of the book of Judges where a bunch of terrible things were taking place. And it says this, In those days Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. In other words, there was no, nothing bounded. There was... Um, There was no rulership in the hearts of men, and this is what we could see in our society today, and this is why we want to talk about the ways of God, so that we as individual Christ followers and as a church family, we can be walking out the ways of God. So in this series, we've been contrasting the ways of man and the ways of God, and we saw in week one that God wants us to be influential in culture, in the world that we live in today, and we've kind of been talking about that every week. The second week, we talked about uh, resisting the ways of the enemy, that we all have a ministry to do right now in this season, and the enemy wants us to get, get off track, so we need to choose the path of most resistance as it relates to what the enemy would have for us. And then in week three, we talked about the way of the family of God, and the way of the family of God is a multiracial, multiethnic group, every kindred tribe and nation around the world serving and worshiping God, and should we embrace that vision? that God has for us as the family of God. And the last week, we talked about God's kingdom ways as it relates to our relationship towards government and politics. And that was everybody's favorite message last week. And so we're going to continue to talk about the ways of God in this series. And uh, The first few weeks of the series, I listed a bunch of ways in the scripture that we see, and I'm not, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read all of those. If you missed any of those messages, you can go back and watch online, you can listen online through our podcast, through iTunes, and then also through Spotify. Now, when we're talking about a way, a way just means a journey, a going, a manner, a means, a path, a road, that we are all on the road in eternity to be with God forever and ever But the way we live our lives god wants to comment on it god wants us to follow his ways he has some ways for us to live not only is he the giver of life like we sang about this morning that the breath that we have in our lungs and the 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 way we function that we have a body this is a wonderful gift from god not just the physical part but then god has a way of life for us jesus came that we would have abundant life not abundant religion so that means god the creator of life knows the way we should live and we should want to embrace the way of god the world won't the followers of jesus that should be our thing What are the ways of God? What does God teach us about life in the scripture from the wisdom of the ancient writings so that we can be following the ways of God in our lives? And the church needs to be the church in this season. No one else is going to be following the scripture. So we need to be diving into the scripture. We need to be diving into the ways of God so that we can be doing the ways of God. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 says this, you are the salt of the earth. Jesus talking to his disciples and his followers, and then by extension, talking to you and I. You. So Jesus in you, by the Holy Spirit, he's saying something about your life, that your life is actually going to make a difference in the world. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, trampled under people's feet. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want that to be me. I don't, I don't want to be useless in the kingdom of God because I've lost my saltiness. I, I've lost the ways of God in my life just by doing the ways of culture. I, I just don't want to be thrown out and trampled under feet. And then he says this to us, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. So they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we're shining a light. We're reflecting the light of God's kingdom. Now, we talked about God's kingdom in a very specific way last week, and we're gonna continue to talk about God's kingdom today. We're gonna be talking about the way of the word. And, you know, I I like to think... In very broad terms, that I get to live in a kingdom, and the kingdom I get to live in is with my wife and my two daughters. Now, in, in my kingdom, <laughs> I, I had this dream when I was younger that in my kingdom that I would be able to play sports with my children. So I just had this vision. You know, my dad and I when were grown up; we like played all of the sports. We played them in, in, you know, we just play all day, all sports, throwing every type of ball you could think of, playing hockey, everything, golf, all the stuff. So I just had this dream, friends, that in my kingdom, this is the way it would be. And so I just want you to know that I tried. I just tried so hard in my kingdom. Now, not to say that my girls aren't athletic, because they are, not to say that girls can't play sports, because we know that you do. I'm just saying my two girls, they just didn't care. I still have a very vivid memory and it, it popped up on my Facebook a little while ago. See, I miss talking about you guys. See, when I, when I had to preach to a camera, they weren't there and then they would listen to the message with me and they could talk back. This is so much better. Um, <laughs> that I had this picture that I tried to take them to teach them how to play baseball. And in this picture, they're both wearing sandals not proper baseball attire. And more recently, one of my daughters was more frustrated with me because she has a reasonably good golf swing. We went to the driving range, and she actually has a pretty good golf swing, and then she's mad at me so that she's not a better golfer today. And I'm like, I tried to enforce these rules in my kingdom, but it didn't work out. Now, that's kind of a silly thing, but how much more... Does God's ways in his kingdom, how much more important should they be for us? That we should lean into God's word in his kingdom. What is God's word? God's word is his will. It's his ways. And we can reject at our own peril The ways and the word of God, I'm going to do life on my own, God. I'm going to figure it out on my own. Or I'm just going to take in the ways of culture and reflect that back. No, God wants us to reflect back in the world what his ways are, what his thoughts are. And this is the importance of the word of God in our lives. Now, In the week that we talked about resisting the temptations that Jesus said over and over again, it is written. This is, this is how he resisted temptation. Now, I want to talk about the word just in a little bit different way that we want it to be so important to us. And we started off this year, 2020, and when we did 21 days of prayer, we gave you, do you remember your prayer booklet? And, and we would pray the word of God. And just that, I, I had a bunch of people comment uh, to me that when we offered them the booklet, the fact that they could pray and read the scripture over that intense period of time was so influential for them. And once again, here we are, we're gathering on a Sunday and we're gathering watching on a Sunday. And sometimes we just limit our word intake to this moment. And I thank God that you're here and thank God that you're watching. But we can't limit our word intake. In other words, the will of God, the way of God intake to just this moment. This is not enough. Because we are getting inundated by the ways of the world. And it's forming our thinking and it's forming our actions and it's forming what we say, but God wants to get in there. God wants to say something about our lives. He wants to comment on what we think and what we say and how we act. Very famous portion of scripture, Romans chapter 12 verse one says this, the apostle Paul, I appeal to you therefore brothers. I do the same today. I appeal to you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. In other words, we're offering to God our lives. That we can be salt and light in the world. That this is my ultimate offering to you, my life, God. Not just my Sunday morning. I'm giving to you my life. I'm offering to you my life that you would do with it what you want. And I want to live your ways because I know that you are the giver of life. You're not just the giver that I get to breathe, but your ways are the best ways. And then he says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, good, acceptable, and perfect. And these are the ways of God that we would would transform ourselves in, in in accordance to the word of God. See, we don't just come to the word of God for information. We come to the word of God for transformation. And when we are transformed, then we can go out and transform the world, salt and light. But if we don't allow the Word of God to transform us, then we are just good for nothing, is kind of what the scripture said, and trampled under the feet. No, he wants us to be transformed. And what's, what's the other option here in the verses, which we all know at various times in our lives is true. Don't be conformed to the world. And what does that mean? The patterns of the world, the ways of the world, the ways of the enemy. See, God has a will for your life, but you have to know, so does the enemy. Do you know that? enemy wants to get you off track. The enemy wants you to get you distracted by anything. He doesn't care what it is. Anything that will get you off track to accept the will of God. See, we have to know that what's going on in the world is not just material, it is spiritual. There is a spiritual problem in the world. So what do we, the people who follow the spirit of God, what do we need to do? We need to be transformed by the ways of God, not conformed to the ways of the world. See, the word of God is meant to help me decipher what's happening in the world and what's happening to me. Not to be conformed to it, So what does this mean? That means the word of God is a third voice. Three voices that we see here in these verses. What are the three voices? Um, The voice of the world, and then my voice. That we would change our thinking, that's why I'm saying your, your thinking becomes your voice. So there's the way of the world, and then there's my voice, my thinking, and then there's God. And then we have a choice. And what does he tell us? He gives us this great hint. And we always, the Old Testament verses. I set before you life and death. He gives us a big hint. Uh, choose life. That There's the ways and patterns of the world. And then God says, I want you to be transformed to my word, not to be conformed to this. And so we have a choice. And so we have to be aware in our own lives, not somebody else's. It's so so easy to try to judge other people and where they're at and all of this. But for our own selves, what are the ways that I've just conformed to the world versus conforming to the voice of God? Because the voice of God is the third voice in the conversation. In other words, here's how I think right now. I have to be aware of how I'm thinking and how I'm talking and the way... That I'm living my life. Am I just conforming it to the patterns of the world? Because God says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to be transformed. Metamorphosis. I want you to change to my voice. His voice gives us life. The life of God. The ways of the enemy are happening in the world. Can you see it? What does God want for us to do? Man, God, I... I want, he's going to change me so I can go change the world but if we're just here we only stay here and we only think this then we've lost our salt and we've lost our light. But God wants us to take my thoughts how I'm thinking in this moment he wants us to be transformed to his ways and his thoughts. Can anyone remember Yourself 10 years ago, or 15 years ago, depending on how old you are, or for my dad, 60 years ago. (laughs) Now, when you think of yourself in the past, do you think, I had it all together? I remember the 20-year-old me, the 22-year-old me, wooing my wife got to see a video of it a little while ago it was a little bit embarrassing friends <laughs> when you see your 22 year old self when you're 22 you're like i've got it going on i have got the world figured out my parents were wrong and you look back at it and you and think oh thank god i've changed What, what did we need? We needed to be transformed. In other words, right now, whatever age you're at, you cannot believe everything you think. What do I think right now? Well, where did it come from? How am I thinking it? Why am I thinking it? Why am I living and thinking and talking this way? Don't don't be conformed to the world. There's a third voice, there's a third way, the way of God. He wants us to be transformed. And this is what he says in the verses. And then he said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. Test it. I got to test the thinking. I got to test my thinking so that I can understand what the will of God is because we can be immersed in the culture. We need to be aware of what's going on, but we cannot live this way and then also make a difference. We're just immersing ourselves in the ways of the world. No, you know, God wants us to come out. He wants us to, to be transformed, live separately, that you're in the world, but you are not of the world, so I can go back in. And I can be part of the necessary transformation. But it only happens when I I set set myself apart. And I I know that's happening, God. And I know there's a bunch of thoughts being offered to me. But what do you say? Because I know you want to change my thinking. And that by testing. I got to test my thoughts. I got to test the thoughts that I'm thinking. Are these the ways of God? Is this the will of God for me to be living out? Or am I just being conformed to the world? See, our ways and our thoughts and our words and our actions, these things are all intertwined. But God wants to insert his voice. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that he's not leaving us alone in this moment in time? To try to think for ourselves in this crazy cultural moment that we find ourselves, hey, hey, I I want you to know I have help for you. I want you to come aside, and I want to change your thinking—not somebody else's. I know I know everybody else needs to change their thinking. I get that. I understand it, but so do we. And you're the only person that you actually have control over—is your thinking. And God wants to transform your thinking. Isaiah 55, verse 6 says this. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Do you hear this? Thoughts and ways. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts, God says, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, God is saying. But here's the good news. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth. See, we well, God's ways are higher than my ways. I guess I can't know them. No, here's the metaphor. They come down. They come down like the rain and like the snow. And they water the places. But only to the place where we say, God changed my thinking. God change how I think. Transform me. Making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth, God says. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. God is sending his word so we can be transformed and we can think different, not just be conformed to the patterns of the world. And and he wants to implant seed in our lives, the word of God. And there's so many metaphors in the New Testament, in Mark chapter 4 and Luke 8, planting the seed of the word of God, and then it grows. But do not be mistaken. In the ways of the world, there's seeds being sown as well. This is why God wants us to come apart, because he's sending his word to us so that our thinking can be transformed and then our talking can be transformed and then our ways can be transformed what does it say he has a purpose he wants to accomplish there's a purpose for god sending his word his ways his thoughts his will there's a purpose there and he wants it to succeed in you and i that we would be transformed and we would be changed and just like any words, the problem for all of us, not just certain personality types, is stubbornness. Any stubborn people in the room? Any stubborn people watching online? Raise a hand. You're getting elbowed by your spouse anyway. The problem for any of us, when we hear certain words, is that we're just stubborn. Stubborn. What do we? What do we? What do we like? Maybe. I'll consider it. I will take it under advisement, God. God, I'm me. You should be amazed about how I think. And how I've got everything figured out. And I know all the ways that everybody else should do what they should do, what they should do. I've got it all figured. I. Just, you should be impressed with me, God. But God wants to sow his seeds into our heart. His ways. Stubbornness is our problem. Psalm 81, verse 11. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow in their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me. That Israel would walk in. In my ways. Here's the great thing about the voice of God, that he is always speaking. He is always ready to talk to you. You and I are not always ready to listen, but God is always ready to speak to us. When we're tired of conforming to the patterns of the world and we come over here and we say, God, change me. Help me to think differently. Help me to think better. Help me to talk better. Help me to act better. I want to conform my life to your ways. I want to be transformed in what you would say. See, we need to move from stubbornness to faith. In other words, trust in. See, faith is a relational term. It doesn't mean I got a blind, it's blind faith. It's not a thing. It's not a scriptural thing. What is it? I, I'm going to trust in God, my father. I'm going to trust what he says. God, what are you saying? How, how do you want me to change my thinking? Because I know that you are the giver of life. You are the giver of life to me. And you want me to be salt and light in this moment. So I'm going to put down my guard I'm going to stop being stubborn, and I'm going to hear what you have to say, because there's a purpose behind it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Everybody say richly. The word of Christ to dwell in you richly. There's lots of other opportunities for the ways of the world to come into your thinking more now than ever. There's a device that most of us hold in our hands for hours of the day. And the ways of the world are coming into us and are changing our thinking and transforming our thinking. But here we want to let the words of Christ, we want to let the words of the giver of life dwell in me richly. Why? Why? teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. That we would be teaching someone in the ways of wisdom, in the ways of God. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. So it has a purpose. God wants the word of God to dwell in you richly for your own sake but then for those that you minister to for those that you influence you know there's certain people today called influence they're an influencer you know what so are you you have a voice God wants the word of God to dwell in us richly so then we could be transformed and then, hey, we can make a difference in the world that we live in, that we can be salt and light. And man, this is a constant real-life struggle. Am I going to be conformed to the ways of the world? Am I going to be transformed to the ways of God? There's an amazing story found in the Old Testament in Numbers chapter 13. We're going to read this story, and it's gonna, it, we're going to see ourselves in this story. And in this story is this first generation of the children of Israel that came out of Egyptian bondage, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land. They're, they're close to the promised land, the place that God has for them. And see, God has a preferred future for you and for your life in this place of transformation. He has somewhere for you to go, not just geographically, but in your thinking, on the inside. So we've got to sift through the noise. Why? Because God has his ways for us. God has his purposes for us, and he wants his purposes to succeed in our lives. Don't we desire that? Don't we want that? Don't we should crave that? God, I want your purposes. So here they are. They're about to go into the promised land. Numbers 13, verse 1. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel from each tribe of their fathers. You shall send everyone a chief among them. So here's their plan. The promised land is there. God has given it to us. So we're going to 12 tribes of 12 tribes in Israel, we're going to send one person from each tribe, we're going to go spy out the land. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Cain, verse 17, and said to them, go up into the Negev and go into the hill country and see what the land is, whether the people who dwell then are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether they are trees or not, so in other words, hey, just go give us a report. We're going to go in. We're going to have a strategy. And then he says this, be of good courage. Bring them of the fruit of the land. Now the time of the season of the first ripe grapes. Twenty, Verse 25. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying up the land. They came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back... Word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They told him, we came to the land that you sent us. It flows with milk and honey and its fruit. So once again, this is a, a natural thing. But from this story, we're supposed to know that this is what God has for us in our future. That God has a preferred future for you and I in our thinking, in our words, and our actions, for our families What is it called? It's called the promised land. Somewhere for us to go to. God is always leading us forward. So they came back with this report. What did they say about the land? It flows with milk and honey. And here's some of its fruit. Verse 28. However. Uh oh. See that's all Moses asked of them. Just give me the news. Don't give me your commentary. It's kind of my wish today. Just give me the news. Just tell, we're going to have a strategy. Just tell us where they are and what it looks like. And we're going to go in. And this is what the spy said. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides that, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land. The Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And then the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought the people of Israel a bad report, of the land one translation says it was an evil report and they spied out saying the land through which we had gone despite the land is a land that devours the inhabitants and all the people And we saw in it are of great height and there we saw in the Nephilim the sons of Enac, who come from the film and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers and so we seemed to them And this story is where we live all of the time. God has something for us in this moment His will, His ways, His thoughts. But the enemy has something else. Here, here is, here's, where I, here's the will of God. Here's where I want you to go. Here's how I want you to think. Here's how I want you to be transformed. What is the bad report that came? No, 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 you can't. This is how we saw them, and then this is obviously how they saw us. Conformed to the ways of the world. What is Caleb? Saying? Caleb is like, no, 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 we can go. Let's go. Do you see how these two ways of thinking are offered to us at every moment? God has a preferred future for us. The enemy is like, no, you're just a grasshopper. You're nothing. You can't do it. I know you see that thing in your heart, but you can't get there. It's too hard. Look at the ways of the world. They failed, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Caleb's still the people. He's like, no, 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 we can go. We can go. god has something for us god is saying something to us at every moment in the midst of the struggle in the midst of the difficulty so here this group this this congregation they had a moment and they had what are they they, where are they they're in the moment of decision am i going to be conformed to the ways of the world or am i going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind Thoughts are being offered to us all of the time. The question is, are we offering our thoughts to God? They had a decision moment. We all have a decision moment. What did they decide? Verse 1 of chapter 14, that all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, the whole congregation, and said to them... Would that we had died in the land of Egypt. They made the wrong choice. Now, let's not look down our nose at them, right? Because we'd be like, hey, if Moses was there, I would listen to Moses. Verse 3. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Now they're mad at God when he told them to go into the land. our wives and our little ones have become prey. Would it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let's choose a leader and go back to Egypt. See, they missed the the most important words of the whole thing, of the whole story, was at the very beginning. What was it? Here is the land of Canaan which I am giving to Israel. Who is Israel? It's God's people. God has a preferred future for you and I, not just geography, but with our thinking because our thinking affects our words, affects our actions, affects our ability to be salt and light. And in these moments of back and forth, we have to to step over here and say, God, God, change me. Transform my thinking. I want to choose the way of the promised land. I want to choose the way of your purposes because those are the purposes that I want to succeed in my life. We're not going to read it this morning, but do you remember the story of of the disciples in the boat with Jesus. And what's the beginning of the story? Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And then what happened on the way to the other side? There was a storm. What did the children of Israel see? There was giants. Here's the reality about everybody's future. It's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a fight to the promised land. It's going to be a fight to the other side. What do the disciples say? Jesus, don't you care? Here we are in the midst of the storm, in the midst of culture and all these things. Jesus, don't you care? Yeah, come apart. Come apart over here. I want to change your thinking. I want to change you. No, Jesus, the problem is the culture. And Jesus is saying, yes, I want to change you. I want to transform you. So that your thinking can be changed, so that your voice can be changed, so that your actions can be changed. Me too, friends. But there's a storm. And how are we going to get through the storm? And how are we going to get through the giants? God, what do you say? I want you to change me. Because I want to succeed in the purposes of your word for my life. Not my word. Not the way of culture. What do you say? I need to change my thinking. So that I can change my ways. So that I can succeed in the purposes that you have for me. Let's just pray this morning. Father God, we thank you that you are changing us. That you are changing our thoughts. And you are changing our ways. Because God, we know... That you have a preferred future for us. That you have a promised land for us to walk into. And we want to yield to you. We want to yield to your kingdom thoughts and your kingdom ways. So that we could fulfill the plans and purposes that you have for us. And what you say about us. And who you've called us to be. God, we purpose to give ourselves to transformation, that we purpose to give ourselves to changing our thoughts and ways to your ways, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Hey, if you are here this morning in the room or you're watching us online, man, the promised land for all of us is to know Jesus. The the place that God has for us to go is a relationship with him. This is what God calls each and every one of us to is this close, intimate relationship with God. And how do we get a relationship with God? Is it by being perfectly moral or creating some sort of religion and offering it to God? No, that God has come down in Christ. And Jesus lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. God raised him from the dead and he did all of that so you and I could know God. So if you're watching online, you're here in the room, I'm going to pray a prayer here in a second. I invite you to pray along with me. And it's just a first step in your relationship with God. It's important to get involved in community. It's important to get into the scriptures and find out what God is saying to us. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Let's, church family, let's pray this out loud together. God, today we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he came and lived a sinless life that he died on the cross, and you raised him from the dead so that I could know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my Father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at CityChurchGTA. Thanks again for joining us.